Hello and welcome to the Broadcast Tech Talks podcast, the TV industry podcast from the Broadcast Tech team. My name's Jake Bickerton and I'm the editor of Broadcast Sport and Broadcast Tech magazines. We're here to talk about the uh, burgeoning world of virtual production. It's one of the sort of key buzzwords of the last 12 months or so, and uh, it's really coming to the fore in 2022. And uh, Final Pixel are one of the pioneering companies in this space and been working with a lot of clients recently to enable them to utilize virtual production across lots of different types of genres and different um, case studies that they're they'll be talking to you about one or two of these coming up and then we can talk about you know what virtual production is and the benefits of it uh, who it might work for who it might not work for um and uh, all sorts of stuff around virtual production. Uh, Before we start, we should uh, do a little intro. I'm Monica Hinden. I am the executive producer here, as well as one of the founders of Final Pixel. I'm based um, outside of New York City, and I've been in this industry and production um, for almost 20 years now. My background really is um, large-scale live action production and we find that is a huge help uh, in this realm because there is mm. so much production. Uh, it is not just 3D visual effects, virtual environments. It's also the production end and how understanding how the two work together. So mm. I bring that experience to the table. And uh, Chris, do you want to go next? Yeah, sure. So my name is Chris McKenna. I'm the creative director and one of the founders of Final Pixel. And I also have a background in film production. I'm a, I'm a director. Uh, I've been directing short form and commercials for the last 20 years or so. And I'm very much enjoying this, this whole new world of virtual production. And uh, finally, is it Michael? Michael, would you... Michael, yeah. Michael, Michael thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm the, the CEO and um, director of virtual production here at Final Pixel. Um, my name is Michael McKenna. Uh, that's another McKenna. Yes, Chris and I are brothers, um, and uh, also a co-founder here of of the company. I helped to launch BBC Studios as part of the project team that carved that out from the public service and launched it as a commercial entity. Um, and then I was in senior management at Endemol Shine laterally. So you, all three of you have come from you know the the, the world that we uh, inhabit and. And this is a whole kind of new world that's being created with this virtual production. It's kind of endless possibilities, really. Um, and you've set up this company, Final Pixel. Do you want to tell us a little bit about, well, what virtual production is and also where the roots of Final Pixel came from? Virtual production, the best way for me to describe it is it's, it's, a, it's a new approach to storytelling that is turning the whole process of, of film production on its head. Mm. It, it's a different way of shooting films, essentially. And it's, it's come about, the, there have been about three technologies that have kind of come of age uh, and through the work of John Favreau and what he did on the Jungle Book uh, and the Lion King and the Mandalorian, um, he's kind of brought those technologies together and to create a new way of, of making film and television. And the, those technologies are camera tracking, um, video game engines like Unreal Engine uh, and LED wall panels. And as anyone who's seen The Mandalorian knows, uh, what you do is you you have your big giant LED wall studio. Uh, you have a, a 
your camera, which is being tracked live in 3D, and the data from that camera is being fed to a video game engine, which generates this 3D world that, that is then projected on the LED wall. And the, the net effect is that you can have an actor standing in a, in a stage, you know, in a studio, and you can make it look like they are in uh, the jungles of Borneo, they're on the surface of Mars and, and on another planet. And it's not just somebody standing in front of a video, it's um, a whole 3D world. Every time the camera moves, you see around the corners and, and you see behind things and it, it's a fully involving 3D environment. And, and this is just like opened up production to, to so many new possibilities that we didn't have before. And it, traditionally this work was done mostly in green screen and then we would do all the compositing in post. Mm. I have now, um, I never want to see another green screen again in my life. Right. I, I, and I don't need to because mm. this technology allows you to do everything in camera. Um, and, and we call that achieving final pixel in camera. Um, there's no compositing to be done later. Um, you just, you get the whole in camera. Some people call it in camera visual effects. Mm. And uh, you, you get everything uh, live in the camera. It's like shooting live on location and, and for a director it, it feels like uh, an organic experience compared to green screen green screen is all about you know hoping that the lighting works in post hoping the camera angles are right hoping they haven't screwed it up um, but here you get to see it all in camera as you're shooting and it's it's incredibly empowering and and um and i think a lot of people are going to find that virtual production is is the best thing since sliced bread in the next five ten years and presumably the sort of technology that's enabling this, it's only really developed to the stage where you can do this with you know, very little latency and to create the sort of visuals that look convincing. It's quite a recent thing. So when did you decide to set up Final Pixel um, and yeah, really go for it with this? We had a, a huge shoot scheduled uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. And um, the I'm based in Los Angeles. The shoot was in Los Angeles. And what actually happened was the uh, the shoot was cancelled because we, the city went into lockdown, mm. and we weren't able to do the shoot. And we thought, this is this is crazy. How how could we have achieved this in a pandemic? How could we have done this for our client? Because you know our client spent a lot of money that, for a shoot that didn't happen. And we thought we saw what was being done on the Mandalorian, and we saw this technology would allow us to actually do everything we wanted to do in a studio, in a nice kind of COVID safe controlled environment. And we thought, wow, we, if we knew how to do this, we could have done this shoot for the client. They wouldn't have lost their money. And, and so we decided to, to start um, a company doing virtual production. And I, I talked to Michael and I told him that, that um, we'd been looking into this and Michael said, you know, it's so funny as you mentioned virtual production. I've just decided that I'm going to leave my job and do virtual production um, <laughs> from now on. And we're like, no way! <laughs> let's, let's start a it company was, together. It was fascinating. There was, you know, the um, the Mandalorian was on Disney Plus at the time, and um, because uh, you know with streaming you can get all these behind the scenes featurettes that kind of go alongside it. It just been watching that and it'd been blowing my mind and thinking, oh my god, this is the future. This is what this is the answer to the you know film tv production industry this is what we need something like this to really shake it up but and then chris was talking about it and <laughs> it's just yeah yeah seemed to be some kind of serendipity there what i love just the silver lining in the pandemic for us is final pixel mm. because this all the conversations they're referencing were happening in march and april when everyone was just shut down and 
you know, clueless as to what was going on. And this was kind of our lifeline of creativity. We saw this as an opportunity within um, the pandemic when other things we were working on were being shut down. This opened doors and we just, and, and it gave us something to do instead of going sane in our homes with our children <laughs> climbing on us. Um, and of course, and since then it is, you know, we quickly started to realize the benefits of this outside of just pandemic specific, yeah. uh, which we'll get into later. What type of productions did you initially work on, you know, in the pandemic? We've been doing a lot. We just did the the launch trailers, promos for Dancing with the Stars in the US. Yeah. And classic situation, the stage is not available to shoot in for any kind of marketing purposes because of COVID. And so we were able to kind of recreate the whole Dancing with the Stars stage in 3D and then project that on an LED wall. And then we had Tyra Banks uh, standing in front of that and doing all her, her pitch for the show. And that, that, was, that would have been impossible um, previously. Um, another example, we did um, uh, a national commercial for Shutterstock, um, which was all shot in a studio in London, but we had the actor appear to be walking through New York and Paris and the jungle and, and all from within a stage um, without using green screen. What we found for our clients, one of the biggest advantages for them has been they can get all their celebrities and cast all in one place and, and shoot multiple locations. Uh, we did a film for Scripps Networks here in the US uh, where we had four celebrities and we had them, we shot scenes in a beauty salon and in, a, um, in a, a dark alleyway um, in, a, in a, a studio apartment and in a living room in a house. And we had all the celebrities and we shot all those locations on one stage against the LED wall all in one day. And we I shot think. like an incredible like 18 pages of dialogue in a day uh, no company moves, um, all in a contained COVID safe way. Um, and it was like, yes, yeah, this, this is incredible. This is really opening doors. What did the talent think with that kind of setup that they, they used it before? They, some of them have heard about it. They've usually done a little bit. They've usually done tons of green screen and they come in and they are just charmed by being in the LED wall scene. Like they, they turn around and they see the set and, and it gives their performance from my perspective as a director, it gives them a, a more authentic performance because they really feel like they're in the scene. Your approach is slightly different, isn't it? You're, you're working with clients to enable them to get the outcome they're after, but you've chosen not to have your own facilities. So yeah, can you explain you know, what that enables you to do? And I guess it gives you flexibility as well. The easy way to think about it is that we're a production company. You know, we a production company but now it's got virtual in front of it and so we we take you know we come along and, and we'll look at a script or we'll work with um you know if it's a marketing agency and you know, a client uh, on you know their creative and then carry it all the way through sort of end to end for them um and what that means is yeah we've had to learn the technology and learn how to stand up a stage and learn a workflow so we've had to build a team that can um create environments so we have a virtual art department that that can build 3d worlds um, and then we've also had to train up on-set virtual production teams in the UK and the US to be able to do, you know, the the workflow that we've been specialising in. If you want to shoot in this way, we can manage the whole thing from, you know, building environments all the way through to doing post-production. You mm -hmm. know, so our specialism is we're filmmakers and come from that producing background. You know, we're not, we don't see ourselves as a studio operator in that sense. And so we're, we're just being the way, you know, we're just coming to this the only way we know how to. 
do you find there's certain technology that's better than other technology when you go to a studio space or can you kind of adapt to whatever they've yeah, got yeah I, I think that's important particularly for the type of work that we've been doing and is that uh high production value means that you need to kind of spec the right sort of kit you also need to manage time and efficiency on these shoots um it can be complicated um to put together this type of stuff um and so therefore using the right kind of combination of equipment is really key is what we found um and hence you know we've we've set up stages in london la and new york all using the kind of same same sort of similar kind of workflow and approach but it keeps changing you know like the every every week it feels like there's another development and you need to go back and look at things and think oh actually maybe we should tweak that a bit and change that or try a different way of doing things so um it's continually evolving and we really are just in the foothills of this right now it's there's a lot more to come so in terms of the benefits of virtual production, obviously Chris has mentioned a good example earlier where you're able to shoot four locations in one day and have the talent there just for one day. So it's great for pro- probably getting hold of people you wouldn't necessarily be able to get hold of if you're doing a lot longer period of time. That's one benefit. Um, I imagine there's quite a few of them with the sheer uh, you know, flexibility again that the kind of environment offers you but are you able to kind of summarize I suppose that you know from <laughs> as yeah. someone that's used to traditional production why they might sort of think that let's go virtual multiple locations is one part but also you know the speed of setup and changing between those locations and sets is is very rapid you know it's literally five minutes to change if that you know to change the the screen on the uh, and to, to switch between different things mm-hmm. the actors do love it you know i think 99 of actors that we've worked with have all like loved being in this kind of immersive world um they also have no need for travel uh you know like the we can take them to all these different locations and and um you know the example chris was talking about with back in la in february we had you know celebrities that lived just you know an hour down the road they could just pop down do their shit for a couple of hours and then go home, <laughs> be home for lunch, you know, and they've been to four different locations and felt like it. So, you know, the post-process is a lot shorter uh, as a result of all this. We're moving more of the, the post-process into pre, as it were. And so naturally that comes with the benefit of a shorter, more predictable post-process, which again, for any producer, like, you know, that in itself is a huge benefit um if you've been you know stuck in the edit and overruns and finding things you know you're never going to get there you know this this gives you de-risks that element of the production quite significantly mm-hmm. um you get the creative flexibility to build whatever world you want like i said um and then you also have your directors have more flexibility as well on set you know they can they can choose angles in a way that is a lot harder to do if you're doing it with green screen you know you could be up there um and decide you know chris has done this on a number of shoots he's he's just like flipped the world around and decided actually i want to shoot this angle <laughs> like yeah, i'm not going to do you know and it's that easy to kind of find different you know spots um you can reuse environments unlimited times you know once you've built it and you put the investment into building that world it's then there forever you know when you think about the environmental sustainable benefit of that for like you know traditional sets in the long term that is hugely scalable like the the impact of that and you know over a number of years and likewise there's no storage with those sets either mm-hmm. um you can shoot magic hour all day uh your dop can like better like he can he can actually see the results of the lighting right there and then it's a huge list isn't it i mean you know you've probably got more control over your budget as well haven't you more certainty that it's not going to go necessarily over budget <laughs> the 
potential for unexpected costs is so limited as far you know we, we've decreased that quite a bit with the issue with weather and lighting but there's always things like that that come up that this really minimizes the the, the chance of those extreme overages that you see what about um, disadvantages um you know to this approach presumably it won't work for every type of production there's the, the cost element right i mean it's not it's not cheaper yet like it's, right. it's definitely got the potential to be cheaper in the longer run but it's still expensive if you're talking money which of course producers start there and i respect that um, the initial cost savings may not be obvious um on the first first step um so you need um, producers and executives with foresight that recognize the long-term benefits of this. And just like anything, scale is when you really start to see the benefits in this, when you have your environments that you will be reusing over and over again mm. in the can and available to you at any point. Um, I think that's a that's huge. So it requires some risk-taking and foresight. Um, I will say one of the most common issues we see with productions that choose not to go uh, with virtual production is about um, pre-production timeline and talent. Uh, all in all, we see the the full length of time for a project being pretty similar, but we're trying to take time from post and put it into pre. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, depending on, on talent sign in, they don't necessarily have the green light on the production far enough advanced that we would need to start building bespoke environments. Um, so to combat that, we've created our virtual backlot and we are filling that with environments um, that we're building every month so that productions that do want to get into this, but may not have the time um, in, in pre-production to be able to sign on as early as possible for, for bespoke, they can look through the, the library and say, okay, I'd like this living room, but can we change you know, the furniture to be more mid-century and change the wallpaper to you know, whatever it is, do some basic um, changes that don't take weeks and is a lot uh, much of a faster turnaround for, for productions that we, have it shorter. We actually we had that for a client in, in the US, ABC said, we want to shoot in a warehouse. We need, can you build as a warehouse? And we said, we actually have a warehouse set built and ready. And they said, oh, that's great. Let's just put some ABC logos all around it and branding and change the colors. And, and we did that in a matter of days. And it was kind of that uh, made life very easy for them. We're yeah. speaking with a lot of our, our clients and friends in the industry of the type of locations that tend to yeah. come up frequently in their brainstorming and concepting and, and just, you know, trying yeah. to, again, create a virtual backlot with those um, so people can just page through and pick out what they want. Mm. Our goal for the next few years is just to get this out to as many people and productions as possible so people mm. really understand what this is and how beneficial it is. Um, so absolutely, our environments and our teams are available to enable productions that are halfway there. They may have the kit, they may have the creative ideas, but they don't necessarily have the talent or the pipeline to make it happen. Yeah. These tools can help. If you are considering going down the virtual production route, what are your kind of key considerations before you sort of set off on this journey, especially if you've not done it before? In terms of considerations, you know, you have to try and partner with people that know what they're doing you know um that have, that have proven that they can do this stuff i think there's a lot of um companies emerging that have done demos and, and stuff like that and and you know but you know i think working with someone who's been through a number of client and real productions is important um because uh, there's a lot there's a big learning curve we blow production designers minds um in every single project first they come on and they get really upset they're like you took away my job 
what well, I don't I don't get to build a set you've ruined my life mm. and then we say well okay but you're in charge of all of this so what do you want um you know what and they say what what can I create and they say you can create anything you want we you can you, you can choose you know and then they start getting really a bit freaked out and nervous it's like well I have to choose like all the different trees for this environment I don't even I don't know anything <laughs> about trees you know and they and um and they suddenly realize that their palette is so much broader than it ever has been before and then they start to get really excited is it quite difficult, even though, you know, we work in a really interesting creative industry to get people to come and work in our space? There's a lot to be said for an interesting working environment where people really care about you and, and where people give you responsibilities and ability to grow and ability to work in different areas and not just in the one narrow little strip of work that you've been assigned by your, your you know, your video game uh, company. It, I, we found that people um, feel like they're not a number, you know, when they when they come to work with us and they get to do stuff they've never done before. And, uh, and that's, I think that's very appealing. Um, so we haven't had trouble bringing people in. What I love um, within virtual production right now, and everyone involved in it, whether it's the broadcasters or clients or, or crew or new people right out of school, it's it's the risk takers and people that enjoy a challenge that are jumping in, which makes it such an incredible environment. We should as well, before we finish, talk about the work you've done recently on kind of future-oriented virtual production where you're mixing in kind of CG, mocap, real-time animated characters within this virtual production environment. So do you want to talk a little bit about that as well? We hired um, a chap who was the... Uh, technical director, I think it was, on Encanto, Disney's Encanto, to come and help us build the most kind of, um, you know, heavy groom character that we could. You know, difficult thing to render in real time. We wanted live action on the on the stage, really. So we wanted to have live motion capture data piped in um, so that we could have a kind of, you know, creature interacting with a real world person, you know, live on the stage. And so that's what we chucked at it. And, you know, uh, with a brilliant team, uh, you know, combined Final Pixel with um, the guys at Target 3D over at the virtual production test stage in Guildford. Um, we set off on this, you know, creative R&D and, uh, and the results were, were amazing, actually. You know, the, the kind of um, live motion capture allowed us to have these, you know, realistic interactions between a creature on a LED wall and, uh, and people uh, on the stage. Do you think there are types of productions where you could possibly just cut out your post-production budget almost altogether. We, you know, have, have delivered what would have been a, a VFX heavy shoot in camera on the day um, with very minimal, you know, sort of tweaks and post. We did a huge project for Discovery in the US um, where we set up the whole virtual production stage and the, the foreground set and the background, the 3D and uh, two live track cameras um to broadcast from the roof of discovery's building which we'd created it wasn't real it was done in a studio mm. and it was all set for, and we we was set up to do a live broadcast so you know no post whatsoever mm -hmm. <laughs> like, <Wow>. not <laughs> even edit <laughs> so, so, so yeah the technology possible. is there it really just comes down to creative but if you have a project that you can would shoot on location and you're only 
post-production would be cleaning up, removing wires, removing mountains. Well, that you don't need to do because you're creating the environment to exactly to your specs. Mm. So if that's the plan, there's absolutely nothing to do. If your creative involves adding layers um, that you want, then you can utilize this as well. Same thing, you shoot what you want in camera and then you take it into post and add what you want or clean up what you want. But the nice thing is it's only adding, mm. you don't have to go back and fix things mm. because what you're shooting is exactly what you want to start. Yeah. Is it possible to, um, in the example that Chris gave with the four locations in one day with all the actors there, if you then wanted a different set of actors to do those same locations, but in a different virtual studio, would it be possible to match entirely the same conditions and lighting and stuff like that as in the other studio with those same sets? Yeah, depending on how much foreground building you do, how much practical set you yeah, have. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the lighting can match. Right. What we found in virtual production is that, that I, I'm used to bringing in all my lights and, and they're all being like, you know, uh, maybe some kind of computer control of the lighting, but generally it's it's all kind of separate bespoke instruments. Um, but we found that in the virtual production stage, we're much more inclined to have a, a, a lighting desk and pre-programmed settings because we want to be able to jump from, from one location to another location pretty quickly. And so just having presets that, that we can like flip and switch. So we tend to now store, you know, those, those programs and we can easily replicate that in another stage if we had to move the whole thing over and repeat the lighting somewhere else. So, so yeah, you know, within reason, you could actually, um, you could do what you say. Absolutely. Mm. How would people get in touch with, with Final Pixel if they wanted to chat a bit more about this? Get us on LinkedIn, go to our website, www.finalpixel.com. Send us an email or like I say, connect on LinkedIn and we can, um, you know, discuss any projects where we're often looking at scripts that come through from producers and, you know, typically that's where it starts. Could this work with virtual production? You know, could this help us? Um, and that's where we kind of excel is because we can then, you know, use our experience to say, okay, well, this is, this is what would work. This is where it might be suitable. This is where it might not be. We're very deep in the, in the stages of education. Um, unlike traditional production, we don't expect companies to come to us or clients to come to us with a full plan. This is what we have. This is what we want to do. We recognize there's a lot of confusion and uncertainty. So it's best for us to get involved very early. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the academy that you've created as well? So the academy is all about actually sharing what we've learned, you know, and putting that out there. Uh, but also doing it in a very kind of structured way, uh, partnering with the likes of education establishments, um, colleges, universities uh, to deliver training. We're also going to be doing training for corporates and commercial companies. So we're working closely with the likes of Epic Games and, you know, other uh, partners in, in the technology space to deliver training that's skills based as well. So that when you come on set, you've maybe learned some useful skills as part of the academy work. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and rate us. I'll see you next time for the next episode of the Broadcast Tech Talk series.